What's up, everyone? Hope you're having an amazing day, and welcome back to the Creator's Mind Podcast, sharing stories of creators inspiring you to chase your passion. I am your host, Justin Ortiz. Today, I'm excited to introduce Andy Vu. Andy is an ICU nurse and adventure photographer based out of Houston, Texas. In this interview, we dig into Andy's life and background, what got him into the nursing field, what it means to master his skill set, and lastly, how he cultivated his lifestyle to balance work and creating. With that, let's get started. Andy, thank you so much for being on the podcast, brother. It's great having you on. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Hey, can you give the listeners a little bit about yourself, about where you're from? What do you do? Um, so my name is Andy. Go by the handle of Andy HVU on Instagram. Um, so originally I'm from Vietnam and I moved here when I was 15 years old, you know, just try to get a better life, better education. That's what my family wanted. So, um, went to high school and, uh, I, oh, I live, um, I mostly live all my, I spent most of my life in Houston since I moved here. So, nice. um, I don't see the mountains until, you know, I go to the <laughs> West side. So that was like all new to me. It was, it was, um, I mean, it was like an eye opening. Um, so went to college and got my nursing degree, started working. And that's when I started making money and able to like, you know, travel. I always wanted to travel, but it's, you know, it's money was like an issue for me. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, 21, 22 years old, start making money, start like, you know, I can go somewhere now. So then that's <laughs> when I started traveling and then pick up the camera along with it to, to like, you know, take picture of the place that I go to, you know, just kind of like keep memory and share on Facebook mm-hmm. and stuff. Cause I think that was like eight years ago, nine years ago. That's when social media started like popping. Yeah. Uh, Facebook was like one of the first. So I was like, Oh yeah, these are nice. Let me just share with my family <laughs> and friends. And I still have a lot of family in Vietnam. So like the only way to like communicate with them is through um, social media. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was my way of like, um, photography and travel and like kind of hobby and you know my doing thing on my time off and stuff and then um, I keep seeing like more photos on Instagram and you know more beautiful places that's like popping up so I'm like okay I want to you know go there <laughs> I want to see it for myself and that's how photography started nice <laughs> so yeah I'm I didn't know you came from Vietnam at 15 that's crazy so how yeah, was that experience how was how was that like coming at in your teens and like readjusting into like a new culture um it was at first it was pretty hard but like i didn't really think much about it because i was just mm-hmm. like oh i want to be here you know i like i watched movies and stuff and i see like people what was the movie? I think Mean Girls or <laughs> the one that was like Lindsay Lohan back in oh, the day. Yeah, th- uh, I think it was Mean Girls. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I watched it. I was like, oh, the school look nice and people look, <laughs> you know, they dress nice and they don't have uniform and all that stuff. I'm like, I want to be there. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, so when my, but I have like, I have some family here. Mm-hmm already and they was like oh you need to come over like 15 like the the, the good age because you're still able to learn english able to adapt to you know the new culture but not forgetting where you're coming from you know 
So 15, they are very good age, and they're like, you need to come now. I'm like, all right, um, just, you know, help me out. <laughs> <laughs> so, I was, and then um, it took like half a year or a year to like working on the process of like international students and stuff. And then, boom, I bought a ticket. Um, they bought a ticket for me, actually. And then um, I just flew over by myself. I mean, barely speak English, got lost in LAX. Of course. <laughs> um, Who doesn't get lost? I still get lost in LAX. I know. I was just like so <laughs> amazed. You know how, because um, in Vietnam, it's just like foot floor and that's it. There's no like high freeway and stuff. Mm -hmm. So when I was like going up and down the the stair, I like, I keep looking. There's a street. I go upstairs, there's a street. I go downstairs, there's a street with car running. I'm like, so which one is the ground? <laughs> <laughs> and that's how I got lost. I'm like, okay, I don't know which one is the departure, which one the arrival. I would just like go up and down to see, and there's car everywhere. So luckily, I found somebody that's like speak the same language, and they're gonna go to Texas. So I would just follow them the whole way, <laughs> <laughs> and that's how I found my way in. But yeah, that was a little scary, but I didn't think much about it until, you know, like later on, I'm like, well, I really did that. <laughs> <laughs> like, wow, looking back at it, it was an easy task, but at the yeah. end, it was super challenging. Yeah, I would just like go with the flow, you know, <laughs> and then we didn't have cell phone back then. That was like 2006. Like, mm -hmm. I didn't have a cell phone. So I was like, I have my family phone number. So I was just like try to like call them and tell them like, hey, I got your LAX and stuff. That are, my father that was here. Um, that was a struggle too. Dude, yeah. oh my goodness. So I, what, I, what I loved when you talked about 15 was a good age to, to make sure you keep your culture. That was, I like that. So what was, what was those things that as of right now, since you're an adult, like you still kept in traditions you kept from Vietnam that you brought to Houston? Um, you know, like, I I still like eating Vietnamese food almost every day. Like, and every time I travel, that's what I always wanted to eat too. Like, I always try to find the Asian food and stuff. So like, the food, the food aspect will never like go away. That's how I feel. Like, I it's like, <laughs> yeah, it's like rooted in my blood. I just can't. Um, so like, that's why I eat a lot of ramen when I'm traveling. <laughs> you follow yes. my story. It's <laughs> but I mean a lot of people eat ramen now, so I'm like I don't know, not even like <laughs> it's not um, it's not out in the ordinary anymore. It's super, yeah, it's really common. Exactly, and it's cheaper than you know um, the mountain house and stuff. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, so like um, the Asian food is like really what stick with me, and then you know I still speak my own language and stuff on a daily basis so oh, that's nice i um i'm going on an age where i was born in the states and it was like i moved out for college and i'm like turning 28 i turned 28 god i always oh, feel nice. like i'm still like 27 so <laughs> <laughs> but, <laughs> i tell you <laughs> but it's it it's weird because i feel like my culture is fading personally because I'm starting to lose track of like my parents because I live mm -hmm. so far away and like even the food, I was starting to miss my own Filipino food. I was like, God, I got to learn Tagalog. I'm like, still, I really don't want to lose that connection. Mm -hmm. There was like a certain importance to it because like it was, 
it's a part of you and yeah it's it's to me it was just so important like i need to learn at least how to cook adobo because it's <laughs> chicken adobo chicken adobo because that thing is like a staple <laughs> and yeah. just learning tagalog that was like the biggest thing so i learned how to make chicken adobo tagalog is still in the works <laughs> <laughs> well you just need to hang out with some more uh titos and oh titas. my god <laughs> Ates, I work, years, you know. <laughs> yeah, I work with most of my coworkers are like Filipinos. <laughs> so, so yeah, I love uh, them. I know they it's always fun. I love it. It's it's always a good time and I was like that's why I feel so like okay, it's important to stay in tune in your culture and not just kind of get lost in in everything. Yeah. So when you said like culture was pretty big, I was really I that's what kind of stuck to me when you said that. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. I mean <laughs> I don't know at first you know it's hard to like embrace it when you first came over and you know mm-hmm. um american or like english that's so dominant but then I'm you know I'm I'm blessed to say that you live in Houston it's mm-hmm. with such a diversity we have you know so many different ethnic groups where you walk around and you see people like yourself you feel a little belong you know yeah Compared it's, to like all the whole news and people look at you dif- with different eyes and stuff, but in Houston they're very different. We super diverse. I'm sure the Bay Area is the same for you. Yeah. So I know you mentioned nursing. So how'd you get into that? Um, it was it was kind of random because um, you know, after like college and no, uh, actually after high school, I just want to like. Get done with college as soon as possible because you know need that yeah. need to make that money. <laughs> um, and that was during the two thousand and eight, two thousand nine um, crisis, mm-hmm. like the Great Depression, whatever that was. So people was like having a hard time finding a job, and then um, so I was like, okay, I need to like find, I need to like go to school to certain career where. I make sure I have a job afterward. Mm-hmm. And then um, and then at that time, nursing was probably the most demanding job at the time um, beside oil. Because in Texas, oil is pretty big. So like oil, so like the petroleum, um, petroleum engineers and all that stuff is like, was in need as well. But um, healthcare was like one of their top, um, demanding job so and then with international student it's going to be harder for me to compete with you know other people for me to be higher it's it take you know extra amounts for people to hire me mm-hmm. compared to other people so that's that's what got me into nursing I'm like, okay, let's just do nursing first, become a nurse. I'm sure I will get a job because it's a high demanding. And then when I get a job, I'll make money and then I'll figure out what I want to do next. Because I graduated high school at 17, you know, like a little early. Yeah. So I, and if I plan right, because I was supposed to do nursing two years because we have like a two-year degree and four-year degree. The two-year degree would, basically do the same at the four-year degree um the same license mm-hmm. you know, but different degree um so at that time i'm like okay let's just finish like this in two three years then i'll be at 20s or 21 years old way too young <laughs> you know 
So I, I have money. I, I will be young. I can figure out what I want to do next. And then when I started nursing and, you know, started, you know, do stuff in the hospital, I'm like, oh, this is really, I really like it. So, and then um, it's just different when you're not, when you're outside, but when you're inside, you start doing it, you start seeing people. And then you, if you're a people person, you let you have people and stuff, you actually, it actually make you like, you know, appreciate life and, you're actually doing something meaningful, you know? Yeah. Um, and that's when I'm like, maybe this is for me. <laughs> like, not nursing specifically, but healthcare. Like, mm. I know I'm going to, after like a few semesters, I'll be like, I think healthcare is what, what right. And that's when I stick to it. Um, yeah, so that's how nursing, that's how I found nursing and then it found me. <laughs> nice. It's like one and of the unexpected things. Yeah. Because <laughs> at that time, I would lot to. I'm like, you know, I was good at math. I could be an engineer or I could be an architect or like this and that. But then at that time, you know, those careers not as popular. So I'm like, let's just do nursing. And I hate biology. But then when I started to like doing it, I'm like, actually not bad. <laughs> So it was very... like when, we hear, when we hear biology, it's always the animals and yes. everything else. And it gets so boring in plants. I'm like, oh my God. Then oh, you like get into tree. physio. <laughs> yeah, and the trees, photosynthesis. I'm like, I don't want to learn yeah, about like, this. Yeah, uh, exactly. When you get into human physio, you're like, human physiology, you're like, oh my God, this is awesome. <laughs> yeah, I was like, this is not biology that I learned when I was in middle school. <laughs> this is a whole different thing. So... <laughs> So when and then the see... science behind it, it's like, it makes sense when yeah. I start to learn. Like, it's, I feel related and it makes sense. Mm-hmm. So what do you, since is, is um, long-term nursing still the career path or you feel like you can go somewhere else? Um, looking at yeah. Else? No, I probably don't stick to nursing. I either then go back to school eventually to maybe like advance my career and stuff. It's like either a practitioner or a nurse um and anesthetist mm-hmm. but um uh, i still try to decide what i want to do at this point uh yeah there's there's no rush for me to be honest because a lot of people a lot of my friend already like <laughs> went back to school and done with it and some of them are like in school right now so like i can i feel the the pressure yeah. of yeah. like doing it but then when I look back, like they always like, and your life is like so much better. You don't have stress. You travel, you know, you travel once every month. I want to be like you. They're like, you know what? They're right. Like why, you know, it's make me feel a little complacent mm-hmm. of like, you know, my life is good. I'm not sure if I need to go back to school yet or go through those stress. So I'm still like, enjoy life right now yeah. i mean it it doesn't sound <laughs> very as <laughs> very aspiring but to other people they they want a free a stress-free life so i'm like might as well just you know enjoy it and then we'll we'll see next year two three more years but yeah. i mean i i, I I'm still working yeah in the icu the full time and stuff so like i still deal with a like, sick patient so i'm not mm-hmm. like it's it's still interested to me 
to like go to work and do all this. So that's why I'm not at, at the plate. I'm like, oh, I need to get out of here. I'm so over it. I'm so burned out. I'm not at that point. So, so I'm like, you know, still enjoying that's fine. it. You know, yeah, exactly. A lot of people they you know they don't like to do bedside nursing anymore. A lot of times, get first they want to make more money, advance mm-hmm. their career, and then get out of bedside, do you know different things because you know burnout and other issues. So I'm not there yet. I'm not gonna let the peer pressure affect me. <laughs> I like that. It was it was the same. I had the same feeling when I was first graduating college. A lot of my peers went straight into their masters, and I took like. I as to where I'm at now took they took I took three or four years off just exploring my career exploring what I really wanted Mm -hmm. but yeah I know what you mean like oh even the social pressure of everything I'm just like out of three years I get I think like did I did I make the right decision on just exploring my career while some of my peers have their masters and stuff like that and gets you really kind of self-conscious I'm like yeah is it is it really a smart decision? But I was like, I enjoyed what I was doing for the last three years. So, yep, I mean, it wasn't really that's... wasted time. It was more time for myself. That yeah, I, that's how I feel. Like a lot of people don't they go back to school so fast that they don't wait <laughs> because you know that's what they go even before, like mm-hmm. or, or like original goals. So they just go for it. But then for me. When I start doing it, I'm like, you know, I'm not, I'm not good at this yet. I need to, I need to become an expert before I move on. So that's how I look at it now. Like, you know, I'm not going to advance and become a, let's say, nerd practitioner mm-hmm. when I can't even get my shit straight right now. You know what I mean? Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah. I, I'd rather be an expert and good at what I do now. So when I advance, I really know my shit. I really know what I'm talking about. And <clears throat> rather than just be like, um, I'm going to start learning now because people are going to be like, what the fuck are you doing? You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> it's Why? It, well, how did you get here? Like, like well, how, wait, what? It's, yeah. I'm not, I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah. I'm not sure if you ever thought about like the specialist versus like generalist. Yeah, like, like the generally. foundation. It's the foundation to become a specialist. I feel like it's a good foundation. Then if you meet a lot of experts or people that know it all, it's like the generalist of things. Yeah. But they, they spent so much time focusing on one thing that they were able to learn so many different things because they had a strong foundation. Yeah, that's so. totally agree. Like you gotta be you gotta have a foundation and mm-hmm. and you really Yeah, and this you know, everybody have their own timeline. So like I'm not going to be comparing all the people's timeline to my... I've seen people who go back to school in the 40s and 50s and they, they do just great, you know? Or they're happy with their life and stuff. That's awesome. Yeah. So within that crazy, like, career path of yours and just figuring it out, which is awesome because I totally, I totally vibe with that. <laughs> <laughs> so how, would, how did traveling even come into play, like, when did you first take your when did you take your first trip? You're like, I have money now, I'm ready to go. Let's pack my um, bags, let's go. To the city or to the nature? Because <laughs> oh, at first either oh, for but how about both? One story for both. <laughs> um so at first I was only doing like CDs and stuff because I didn't really like I don't I didn't feel comfortable like going outside of a CD just yet. So 
I went to Chicago. I mostly go to a big city, just like, you know, enjoy the foods and see like, you know, just do the tourist thing. New York, Chicago's, and then Seattle's. Like, I love coffee and Starbucks and then clam chowder and stuff. So we just go to Seattle like a, a weekend and just, you know, see like the museum and stuff. And then San Francisco, LA, like, you name it, all the big cities. I like flew there first when I was 22, 22, 23 years old. And then I didn't even know Yosemite existed until <laughs> I was, let's say, 2017, 2018, like three, four years ago. Like, oh, it, I like Yosemite. <laughs> I went about the same time, so don't worry. <laughs> I went about 2017, 2018. And I lived in yeah. California my entire life. So it took me a while. <laughs> wow. So I'm like, I don't know how Yosemite popping back then. I'm like, what is that? Yosemite? <laughs> <laughs> um, so when I think that's when 2018. And then I have a, I have a, you know, very good high school friend that moved to California. He lived in uh, Ukiah, um, Woolit, mm-hmm. like north of Santa Rosa. So he's like, oh, um, and he, he'd been taking photos like way before me. So he's like, um, I asked him like, hey, um, you heard of Yosemite? Yosemite, <laughs> uh, <laughs> and he's like, yeah, Yosemite is like, it's like famous and stuff. So I'm like, I think we, we should just make a trip there. Let, let's just go there and, and see. Because at that time I saw, you know, um, Chris Picard photos and then i don't know you i'm sure you know andy toe mm-hmm. yeah so i like and at that time they were just started but they already like kind of big so i'm like they oh see awesome. yeah they like one i think to me they are like my og you know so when i saw andy toe's photo of yosemite and the night photos sitting on the cliffs and then the milky way and he was and i was like man i want to be here i was just you know, I've been to San Francisco like three times, but I never actually get out of, of the city. <laughs> so I made up with my friend for the first time. And then at that time, I have a little camera. Um, I mean, it's not little. It's, it's a Canon 5D Mark II that my friend has. So I'm like, I'm going to borrow this camera. Let's go to Yosemite for the first time. <laughs> and that changed everything. Because when I... It was in... um. November, so it's like have like fresh snow, I and I never seen. Snow. Yeah, oh. I never seen like snow before. <laughs> Actually, one time Houston got snow out of nowhere, so like snow on the on the city. So that's the first time, and then mm-hmm. when I go to Yosemite, that was the second time that I see snow with the mountain, and that just it just changed. I'm like, I'm gonna come here every month. <laughs> oh my god, that's such. I never yeah. been there in snow yet. It's been. I didn't have the car to go. I had a little Nissan Versa and I always got stuck when I went to Tahoe. So I always, oh my God. I always felt so scared taking my little Versa at the time to, uh, to uh, Yosemite. <laughs> yeah, I mean, totally feel you. But it was like fresh snow. So it was like in like November, like um, before Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's, yeah, that is pretty fresh. Um, yeah, with the camera, I was just doing like um, auto the whole time. And now I'm looking back at the photo. I probably only able. I was only able to edit one photo out of them all. <laughs> Even that one photo, I was like Photoshop the shit out of it. 
call her. <laughs> was that your first time taking like taking like a camera camera like a DSLR around, or was it? Were you mainly um, using your phone when you first traveled around? When I first traveled around, I was just using my phone. But before that trip, I I was already like going around the city. I went around the cities and tried to like learn how to use a camera. <laughs> so like so that I was preparing for the trip. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I just like try to learn like how to do long exposures without a without a tripod. Just because I'm like. <laughs> sit on the, the camera <laughs> on the bench and then like look at the setting and then like test it out. So I did that around because um, I, I think I was working day shift at the time or something. So I would just like take picture at night when I have free time. And then long exposure was, you know, kind of like intrigued me. Like, because it's what you see in long exposure is not what you see in real life. Mm-hmm. You know, the light trail and stuff. So I'm like, oh, that's, very cool you know it's like it's not what you see so i want to do it um so that's how i like started taking picture around the city try to learn the setting before going to yosemite but for some reason when i see yosemite i would just do auto the whole time <laughs> like let's just let's just click I, I just want to take this i just wanted to i just want to capture this moment <laughs> exactly that's exactly what i and then i see the sunset for the first i'm like let me just take picture and then um when i bring it home it's all like it's either like blowout or the shadow was like too dark and then it got so grainy i couldn't even like edit them <laughs> and so, then blue hour was my thing you know like <laughs> oh blue hour is so pretty and i didn't realize it take it's so hard to do blue hour because it's darker mm-hmm. <laughs> for a beginner to do a darker setting is just not it's not gonna work <laughs> you, you just can't edit it <laughs> it's uneditable <laughs> so was that Yosemite trip how you got into like nature and also push like your kind of startup photography? Yeah, that's that was like one of that was probably like the the starting point for me. Nice. Um, and then after that, I would just start traveling and taking pictures and learn editing and all that stuff. And then you know, it's I hear. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And it was just for fun. Everything was just for fun at that time. You know, it's just a hobby, and I enjoy doing it. So. Still, still a hobby, is it? <laughs> is it still yeah, it's still a part-time hobby. Is nice. You know, try to make some money here and there, compensating my trip, so mm-hmm. I don't have to like worry about a financial thing that when I travel, because you know, with you know, little gig here and there to you know offset the traveling money. Oh, it's nice. So yeah. and you're already there. Might as well take some nice pictures. Might as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, easy. Uh, so, what was that process like for you? Learning, learning editing, and um, just the camera settings. Were how was it? How was that learning process? Was it, I? Pre- I'm pretty sure it was frustrating because for me, I was like, I'm ready to throw my camera one day. Like, I was getting so mad. <laughs> you know the I think the night photo, the actual photography, was more frustrating for me than the rest because um yeah at first like oh and we did try to take night photo on that trip <laughs> did we have a tripod i don't remember if we have a tripod or not but like we keep seeing photo with like stars and with the landscape and stuff so nice and we opened the door of the car and try to point up to the sky and take a picture and no one know like how to focus because we was like trying to do auto and stuff 
and I see a star, but it's all blurry, <laughs> then it's all dark and stuff. Like, how did people do that? So when I get home, I'm like, pour everything into it. And then I start taking, like, start learning how to like do actual photography. That's and then, at, and then all I did at that time was just like, oh, let's just go shoot Milky Way. Let's just do Milky Way. Let's just and then. I did Milky Way for like almost a year. Like um, the Milky Way season only in the summer, but like I just want to do like star and then Milky Way and then star, star trails, you know, the circle stars, all kinds of stars. <laughs> I did Astro once and I just like, I'd never done it again. It was so bad. So I went to Davenport and I did it with a couple of buddies. Oh, that's a beautiful. I love I it. I just there. couldn't get it. Like, oh my, I, it was the first time seeing the Milky Way. It's like, oh my God, that's freaking crazy. Mm-hmm. And then, but I just couldn't get it. I was getting, so I was like, oh my, that's when I was about to throw my camera. That's only, that's when oh, I was word. about to like throw my camera. I'm like, I can't get it. I can't focus this damn star. <laughs> <laughs> and I was just but like. But when you get it though, it was like, it's a mind oh. opening when you see the screen. Like, I was so excited for the first time when I got it. I was just like jumping like, damn, I got it. <laughs> Like, I got what I wanted. Like, it's a it's a Milky Way. I can't wait to edit it. <laughs> it was like it that was... when I got like my long exposure. I was like, oh my god, I got it! I did my long exposure. I was like, yeah, that and like seascapes. When I got when I got those shots with seascapes, I was so mm-hmm. excited. But yeah, I I still yet to get Astro. That's that's been hard. <laughs> I I'm not gonna lie, that's freaking hard for me. <laughs> yeah. Give me a call. I'll show you. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'll, I'll give you, you some tips. It. You're you're okay. Don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah, but that was really fun. Uh, so how's so how was that journey coming from like just starting out as a hobbyist to like now on Instagram, even working, doing some brand work? How was that journey from? Um, it like, didn't really pick up until I think I got over like 10k followers. Mm-hmm. Because I got some, you know, like nice photos here and there that kind of like blew up a little, a little bit. And then the more I started to travel, people started to like following more with the story and all stuff. And then when it hits over, I think, 10K, I think my friend Danny, Danny Tran was the one that kind of like get me started on like doing branch. That he's like, you know, these are easy, you know, they just, it's just they the brand send you the product and then you do traveling might as well take some you know nice photo for them and they pay you because um instead of paying someone specifically to travel and pay all the travel accommodation you traveling you okay. go to like yeah you go to wild places and all they need all they want is just like a few photos so they don't have to pay extra for your logging your food all that stuff so it's you're gonna pick up more brand than you know normal people because you travel more so I'm like okay let's just you know let's just start doing it and start posing it here and there and that's how it's um pick up and then um yeah and then i use auto money for like ticket gas and hotel and stuff my goal was just like offsetting my travel budget so like i can travel more or i can use that money and you know not have to worry about um work hard to make money so i can travel you know? Yeah, so it was and then like that's how different. It, yeah, it's, it, it, and then some of the brand or like I I didn't even hear about, and then I start using them as well, like the coffee mugs and the protein bars and 
um, the clothings and stuff. So that was, you know, it was nice. No, it's awesome. It's, it's crazy because you still have to put in the work yourself, like people that don't see it, you know, it's like, yeah, we won't think that's that like easy. Think it's easy when they reach out to brands or like, like even hearing all your story, it's that I still plan everything and just kind yeah. of plugging in where it goes, but I still at first front the cost of all of it. I was like, dang, like, yeah, you have to spend money. You have to spend money, and then you know when you go out there, so probably you gotta get a good light and stuff. So you have to wake up early and stuff. It's not like I'm not gonna like try to put down, but I'm not gonna. I can't just like hold a photo and and then someone take a picture and smile in the middle of this, you know, sunlight and call it a, call it a day, you know. So you have to like you wanna hike like nine, ten miles to like beautiful places and stuff. You know, you wanna. You want to do those things that are like very nice, so like put in the work, wake up early um, with a heavy backpack, go hiking and take some photos and stuff. Yeah, it's, I don't know if like a lot of people could do the same, to be honest. But there's a lot of photographers already. So, Dude, so what was your most epic trip that you can remember right now? Like with everything as of most recent or like, okay, I... I'm skilled enough to do everything. I have everything I need. What was that most memorable shot you took? And you're like, this is the best trip ever. Um, I have to give it to my uh, Whistler, Whistler trip. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was kind of last minute too. So we, we got um, a group of, me and Danny were planning the trip and then we keep inviting people and then some of my friends like hop on. So we ended up having like I think five people that go in. We flew in, oh, we flew Spirit to go to, That's so to Seattle. That's yeah. So scary. <laughs> oh, the story is just going on. We just that, flew there. The fact that you said Spirit is a ready bumpy ride. <laughs> uh, it was a, was it a, it was like a red eye flight. Like we, get to seattle at I think, 1 a.m because like the trip was like delayed we had to deep deep playing and get back on the plane and then deep like oh. once and then people were like yelling at each other because they mad that they couldn't get on the plane or oh, they waited so long with like some mechanical problem with the plane i'm like okay after that like, couple of hours we finally on the plane and flying <laughs> when we get down uh, I think it was like one or two o'clock. So we got our car, eat something real quick, and then go straight to Diablo. Is it Diablo or Diablo? Diablo Lake in uh, North Cascades. Um, and that's where I got like my, probably my favorite, my best shot with the reflection of my friend Danny jumping in into the in, into the water. Um, yeah, when I see the photo in the camera, I was so I was like jumping <laughs> like crazy. I was like, "Do you not believe what I just take?" Like, oh you're not gonna I, believe. I saw it. that one. Is that the one he was diving? His his reflection. Yeah, was diving and then, oh yeah, I, that was yeah, that was a good it one. Was, yeah, at first we went up to like the Diablo Lake, like from high above, like in the mountain pass, looking down the lake. I'm like, oh, it's cool. You know, we're not getting any like beautiful light. But okay, it's it's still beautiful regardless. And then we went down. I was kind of like, hey, I saw like the dock when we passed by the bridge. I saw the dock. I think we can like go there and maybe like jumping in the water. And that was 
pretty cold, but they were there. I was like, and keep in mind, none of us was sleeping. I think we would sleep like an hour, <laughs> two hours in the car while my friend was driving. But it was a long night already. Oh my god! Uh, so like, yeah, let's just let's just stand it. Let's just um, let's go and jump in the water and <laughs> and wake up a little bit. So then we went down, and then there's a dock, and then I'm like, yeah, let's let's <laughs> see. The water's so still. <laughs> you can see the reflection, and it was like cloudy with the sun in it. So mm-hmm. kind of like the sun like was haze. already, yeah, like a little haze, yeah, a little haze, like cloudy, like. This is perfect with the reflection. So my it took a while for my friend to actually jump. I was like, they was like running around, warming up, doing push ups. <laughs> they were like trying to like hide, you know, hide. Oh my god, it's gonna be so cold. It's gonna be so cold. <laughs> yeah, and then so I was like, okay, let me let me see if I can capture you guys jumping. So I I went down below the dock, and then I was like, oh, this is perfect with the reflection. That's all like. Dude, you you need to jump like to see the shot. There's no way that you're not jumping. Just, just do whatever. Just just jump. <laughs> and then, and then they start doing backflip and jumping. They were practicing backflip in Houston before with the trampoline in mm-hmm. the water. Yeah. So they kind of like it, it. It's still fresh, you know. They they got the body mechanics down. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're like, I got it. You know, I just did it like last week. I got it. <laughs> And then not until my buddy was diving down, like, oh, this is the one. And with the the Sony A7R3 that I have, the burst, the so burst fast. mode was like, it was so accurate. You know, it's, it's I think it was like 10 frame or 10 or 12 frames per second. It's like a shotgun. But, but oh my it. God, <laughs> so fast. I was like, oh yeah. my God. When I saw him, like, damn. And then they started to like, just taking turn jumping. <laughs> all right, my I turn. Think, <laughs> I think all five of us, like three of them, was already like jump. One girl and two guys, and then I was just like, I'm not jumping. I'm just taking picture of you guys. <laughs> <laughs> Is the water cold? I'll just take pictures. I'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, and and we have we didn't have a car. We have a truck. So like all of our belongings is like in the back of the truck. So every time we go somewhere, we're like, oh, that. We have to like put our, you know, belonging inside yeah, the truck the cab, so we don't yeah. get yeah because the <laughs> cab was it's, it's open the the truck open so that was like a struggle and then five people in one car we, and then we drove to Whistler it was so beautiful um it was like summer but like late summer so it's not very crowded and then it's all of the place that we went to on that trip was so nice it's just beautiful. Nice. I got so many bangers from <laughs> <laughs> that trip. And uh, yeah, I was just too excited to like even share with anyone. Oh, yeah, that sounds, that's a dope story. <laughs> yeah. And then my, and then we went to um, one of the, I think they called Tresto, you know, like the old railroad mm-hmm. um, on the east side of um, Vancouver. And my friend was, it, the the climbing was very like sketchy. You have to like hold on to the tree to go up. It's like oh, all the man. like muddy like. And my friend, when we going down, it was dark, and my friend slipped like at least twenty thirty feet down from like the the dirty like the mud um the sandy trail. Uh-huh. 
he's like scratched all his belly. He's like start getting bloody and stuff. It's it's not like it's not deep or anything. But, but it, was it was enough like, to be like inconvenient <laughs> and like annoying. It was, it, it was bloody. He was. <laughs> but at first, when he's like sit down, we were like laughing. <laughs> <laughs> you know you. you you know your true friends if you're laughing instead of just like worried about your friend. Like he'll be fine. Let's just laugh about I it. Mean, you didn't realize how far he slid down until you like. Oh. <laughs> you're like, oh my god, maybe we shouldn't have been laughing. I know it was like, you know, from laughing to turn like my eye would like blow up. I'm like, oh holy fuck, are you okay? <laughs> and he's like, he's like when he sit down, he's like tries to like grab the tree like when he's like um, going down with it mm-hmm. and then. Yeah, it was, and then I was like, "Oh, fuck. are you okay?" And then, and then he's like, "Yeah, I'm fine." And then he t- take his t-shirt off, and was like, "Blood starts like coming out from it's like scratches, but like it's it blood still." Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> well, thank God he was okay. I was I would be so scared. <laughs> it's like, oh, it was... what do I tell your mom? <laughs> <laughs> like, damn it. it was most the first... of the trip, I organized. <laughs> you know. <laughs> well, what uh, happened was. Like... was... <laughs> yeah no I, I need you to sign a waiver liability <laughs> next time because I can't your do mom this right come now. to me <laughs> this is a waiver this is a liability <laughs> he's hiding we knew the risk coming into traveling with andy on his expedition we can't we can't lose anyone but if we do you signed your that's waiver. on them <laughs> <laughs> yeah dude your story is amazing and everything <laughs> it's just fun talking to you but I kind of like have this question on people always think that's easy to do what you do. And it's, it's really hard work on balancing it. You have a work schedule that accommodates travel, but it's still long hours. You still work with 12 hour shifts, 15 hour shifts, maybe longer for three days. And then you still have to have the energy for those four days to travel. So how was it? How, what was the struggles on like cultivating your current, situation in life and how do you maintain that balance of it all of working and learning more in the medical field because it's always growing it's always evolving it's always there's always something new to learn that's true for photography there's always some some other trip to travel to (laughs) (laughs) there's so many i'm like i have a long list but then i you know i I stopped i stopped chasing the destination instead but then yeah, but then I start chasing the experience, you know. Yeah. So like, you see me coming back to some places that mm-hmm. that I've been before, and you know, I I just I would just keep coming back, and maybe with different people, that's give me different experience and different you know different time of the years and stuff. Like no place that I love, I would just like come back to my friends. Like, oh, let's go to Machu Picchu or let's go to Japan or something like. Dude, like, you know, these are big trips that I need to plan, like, way ahead of time. But if I have, like, three or four days next week, I'm going to go to places that I know or that, you know, that's cheap for me to go. Mm-hmm. And then um, with different people, different time, i still going to have fun, you know. Uh, so, like, you know, so, like, for now, traveling for me is, like, just to, like, get out there, having fun, experience. It's it become a lifestyle for me and not just, you know, go taking photos and stuff. Um, yeah, so balancing with work and traveling, it's get a little bit like hectic. Like I, sometimes I haven't seen my best friend for a long time just because <laughs> they always like, you always be, you're not even, 
where are you today? Like, where are you? Are you even in Houston? I'm somewhere. I'm somewhere. <laughs> you just posted a photo of Utah. Are you even here? <laughs> like, um, are you yeah, in Washington I'm here. right now? Like, I think so. What day is it? <laughs> For real, like my my social friend circle is kind of like got far behind because uh-huh. when I'm not working, I'm either traveling or editing photos. Um, I mean, after COVID, I haven't done any weddings and stuff, but before that. I have to like edit wedding photos and stuff like on my days off. Mm-hmm. So it's it's not. I don't even. I mean, I don't see it as working with photography. Um, but it truly is working because yeah, when when your friend asks you to go eat and stuff, you just like, oh, I gotta do this. I gotta work. Like I have a I have a deadline. I have to I, edit I these edit photos. I, I can. Yeah, and then they're like, but it's your day off. I'm like. Uh, any day off, but <laughs> I don't know if I have a day off, you know. So like having your own schedule, but then you have to tell them like, yeah, um, I gotta edit these photos, <laughs> so it's like I gotta work. <laughs> it's like sacri- it, it is like the hard part of sacrificing is a friend, not friend side, but even just quality time with even family or yeah, even family, even, even family. Know? It's as hard as I'm like interviewing. It's like I had a study group for me for this day. Usually this time, like yo guys. I gotta lock down this interview because it's been forever to lock down the lock down the boy Andy. So I gotta I gotta cancel this <laughs> and I gotta interview because this is I gotta get this. <laughs> yeah, but that's something that maybe I need to look back and be like, you know, what's priority? Mm-hmm. What's really like mean? You know, what what more meaningful for me? It's like, do I really need to like travel to all these beautiful places, or do I need to spend more time with my family, and my friends? You know, stuff you know travel is all fun and so but like do what mean most to you is to like what i'm reading about it every day you know mm-hmm. um should i go eat with this friend i haven't seen for years or like should i just like oh let me just edit another banger on instagram <laughs> so like it's a constant um battle reevaluating yeah. what's really meaning like important in your life to do like you know, I need to go see my family. That's probably more important than you know, just sit back and edit. I can edit tomorrow. I can you know, so that's what's been going on for me to really reevaluate what's important in my life and treasure it, rather than just you know be selfish and <laughs> go you know do do stuff that you think is fun. You know, I like that. For me, it was yeah. the same thing. It was cutting. It was cutting out too much. For me on my end like during covid well that was mm-hmm. what i reflect on i feel like my last three years i was doing too much in the sense of mm-hmm. working even doing this podcast photography busy just yeah. being busy very busy and, and it was okay what can i stop like i stopped my side jobs or like because i would do personal <laughs> training i would do extra um extra side like gigs even just taking more pictures or just doing more interviews than I needed to. Yeah. I was just like, what can I just say no to? So I cut out all the stuff. I take pictures for fun. Okay, that's a hobby. So it's like, I don't feel the pressure of that. Yep, yep. And like, what do I want to allocate my time to? So like, all right, my career and podcast is like the main aspect, but cutting out all the extras was like a very hard thing to do is to say no to. Yeah. It's so hard. 
You just want to say yes to everything. <laughs> I know. I think that's like in in the personality and the birth and stuff. Like mm-hmm. you're afraid to say no. You're afraid to disappoint other people. You know, when you care for them and stuff, you're just like, oh, yeah, sure, I'll do it and stuff. And I'm like in the back of your head, like, man, I should have said no. Damn it. Like, <laughs> there goes my freaking time. I'm like, yeah. I really do want to so help like, you, but it's like, it's hard. <laughs> like, family photos and stuff. Like, I already do for my friends, you know, that mm. they like, but then I'm like, man, I just should have said no. Like, I'm so busy, but I still say yes to all these things. <laughs> so it's, it's hard. But hey, what can you do, man? You gotta, gotta grind it out, <laughs> uh, dude. So I'm probably I know we've been talking for it flew by. I just looked at the clock. We've talking for about an hour. It's freaking awesome. Is it I really, hope you, I, I really <laughs> hope you've been enjoying this interview, though. By the way, <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't feel like I'm being interviewed. I just feel like we're just talking with <laughs> you, friend. You know, I appreciate that. So I kind of want to sum up on like the last three questions that I have and is that how do you out of your whole entire career path and everything else I know I asked you this already is that how do you feel about your creative journey and your life journey as of right now um so my I'm I feel very fulfilled with my uh, career choices at this time you know, I'm happy with what I do at work. And then I balance it out, you know, doing photography and traveling. And that's my creative outlet. Um, and then, you know, with traveling and stuff, it's, it's really, it's make me happy. You know, just get out there, having, you know, having fun, seeing beautiful places, talk, you know, meet new people. And it's like a different aspect of life that make me happy. And then when I go back home, I was working and I enjoy my, you know, enjoy my job, get to work every day. So at this point in my life, I'm, I would say like I contend. Mm-hmm. Um, so I nice. just feel, you know, I, I feel grateful to be honest with everything that happened um, in life. And I mean, we have struggled here and there with, you know, COVID and all the stuff, but we we all will we'll get through it for sure. Just gotta stick together. <laughs> nice. So last two questions, Andy, is that <laughs> I kind of don't want this interview to end because I'm actually really enjoying this conversation, but <laughs> <laughs> uh well just shoot me a text anytime. <laughs> <laughs> we'll so, talk. I think you if you listen to the pod, which I'm what you do and yeah. I really support you. Mm-hmm. And the last two question is uh what is your why? And by why I mean that seed that keeps on going, that motivates you, that gets you out of the bed. What what keeps those like your creed and your principle? And you know, it's it's a very filled loaded question, but <laughs> what, yeah, uh, what what what's your why? <laughs> that's that's a tough question. Um but for for me, for most of my life, I always, you know, think about what can I do to make a difference. So even, you know, in life, careers, or even in the future, is, you know, what, what can I do? I always ask myself, like, what can I do to make a meaningful life, to make a difference on um, other people? Uh and um, that's, you know, leading to, like, I'm happy with my career that I did. 
because it's fulfilled um, me of doing, you know, a meaningful thing or helping out other people and um, really like leave behind people like a good memories or when people in pain or if they need help, I, I know I, I could be counted on. I was there to help them. Um, same thing with my photography, you know, when I create like, a beautiful photo, the family photos or like a friend and they are happy, they, you know, they, when they see the photo with their family, I know I make some, you know, I make them feel better. I make a difference in their life because now it's like, oh, Andy took those wedding photos and I love it. And I want to translate that into like the outdoors. You know, my photo inspires someone to go out to, to see beautiful places. And hopefully, you know, I want them to respect the place and protect them, um, protect those places and, you know, to do the place good and, um, not, you know, not trashing them and stuff. Practice the principle of leave no trace. Um, that's really my, my goal of, photography to like encourage people to really enjoy their life get out there and you know just relax and you know not not get too stressed but also protect the protect the place that we live on for the next generation to come and you know these places are beautiful so it would be i would be so sad or broke my heart to see those places you know not there Mm-hmm. when the next generation couldn't enjoy it they can see the picture they enjoy the photo but it's that they can't live not, it exactly it's not the same at being there just because you know someone ruining it so yeah oh, i love that yeah all right andy last question advice <laughs> for the creators that are just starting out and or and or pushing themselves to the next level um, you know, I heard a saying like you gotta put in ten thousand hours of work to become, you know, a master or an expert at something, and that's a very true statement. It's when I first started, you know, learning photography, I would watch, I watch YouTube like insanely, just, just almost every night, holding my phone, watching YouTube, and then go out practice go back home what's like people would not know that i would go out and take photo of the street the tree the car the cds almost every day until i actually know the setting of and know which setting to use and when i ask people to like hey you want to go take photo with no one say yes because like what are you doing at 9 p.m taking photo like no that's not safe like Okay, bye. I'll go by myself. <laughs> and then go back home and sit in the computer and edit, watching these YouTubes, and then go back to edit, cut YouTube and bracket edit. It's like, I didn't feel like I was working. I didn't feel like I put in the time, but I really did. And that's, you know, that's how, that's how learning starts. Like, um, you know, you got to put the work and the effort and, and you got to love it. Or you got to, you know really enjoy doing it to realize that this is this is it like i'm not wasting my time and i didn't waste my time at all <laughs> now that i you know getting better at it i even make some side money like oh i didn't really waste my time at all you know yeah my goal was to make money enough to pay off my camera <laughs> and then 
after that, like, oh, what do I do? Okay, pay off the land. Like, what? Now I can pay off my travel to uh, money and stuff. So like, I didn't really waste any time. I love so that. like, my advice would be like, you know, find what you like to do and just pour, pour everything into it. Get better at it. You know, just you know, try to be, try to be the best in what you do is is what really. Um, Drive your creative process, and it's a it's a fulfilling. It it makes you feel better. It's it's a fulfilling um, journey. Damn, yeah. love that, Andy. <laughs> thank you, thank you so much for being on the podcast, brother. Dude, this is an amazing talk. Thank you for your time and chatting up on the uh, on Instagram, man. It was it was an honor to meet you and actually talk to you face <laughs> Zoom. Virtually, but it, it was an honor, dude. Thank you so much for being yeah. on. Thanks, man. Uh, yeah, Andy, thank you again, man. Appreciate you. <laughs> no problem. And thank, thanks for your time. Thanks for having me and and listen to your podcast. It's it's very. Uh, I learned a lot from like all the creators on 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 the podcast. So that was very nice to like be on it with them. <laughs> very <laughs> honest. Uh, awesome. And with that, we are out. Boom. <laughs> All right. Have a good day. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you again to everyone for tuning in. If you like what you heard, be sure to hit that subscribe button and share this interview with a friend. With that, keep on creating, and I'll talk to y'all soon. <laughs>